which sets us free. That's what our series Mastermind is all about on how the Word of God and the truths that He shares with us through His Son, Jesus, and by the power of His Spirit can renew our minds and set us on a new path of discipleship to Jesus, but where we experience the restoration and the wholeness that comes from God's renewing work in our lives. My name is Kurt. I'm one of the pastors here. I add my welcome to you. If you're visiting with us, we'd love to get to know you better. We have some connect cards at the communication tables in the back. If you'd be willing to fill these out and turn one in, we'd be happy to give you a gift as our way of saying thanks for coming out to church uh, this morning. And as Greg shared, we're trying our first ever uh, coffee with the pastor after the service. So if you're newer to the church and haven't had a chance to meet me, we'll also have uh, some other staff members and some of our leadership team members there. Uh, We'd love to have an opportunity just to meet you personally and uh, find out a little bit more about who you are. This has been a full week. Uh, Greetings from uh, the broader ECC uh, ministerium. All of our colleagues were together in Denver this week, and uh, Kara, Cindy, Greg, and I had an opportunity to be in Denver with uh, our national gathering of covenant pastors, and uh, what a blessing to hear the stories of what God is doing uh, in our sister churches in this country and around the world. We had the heads of uh, foreign covenant churches from Africa and other places who we got to celebrate what God's doing uh, on that continent. It was just a huge blessing, and I bring greetings from our, our broader covenant family to you as well. Uh, if you were with us last week, we had our annual celebration, and we invited everyone to turn in uh, what we call our Real Life Together commitment cards. We have those on the back. If you were not able to do that and you would still like to, uh, you can fill those out and turn them in at any time. And then finally, we also introduced a new opportunity that's coming ahead that we're calling our Real Life Discipleship Training Opportunity. This is going to be a 12-week interactive small group training in discipleship. Uh, We're going to be putting out the details this week of how uh, you can get involved if you're interested and what the uh, different opportunities will be. So watch for that. We'll be sending it out through our constant contact email. Uh, If you have any questions about that along the way, let us know. But we're going to be launching that in mid-February. So you'll have plenty of time to uh, find out more about that and how you can get involved if you feel so led. Like I said, our series is called Mastermind. Change your thinking, change your life. Uh, This is a bit of an experiment for us. Uh, The theme of this series comes from uh, Craig Groeschel and LifeChurch.tv, which is one of our sister churches in the covenant who developed the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, And they have all of these online resources and tools. And so as a way of kind of exploring how we might begin to uh, move more in the digital age and use our uh, technology to advance uh, the good news of the gospel, we're uh, using this as a way to begin to play with uh, the YouVersion app. If you have your device with you, you can feel free to open your phone or your tablet. And uh, if you go to YouVersion, uh, that's the name of the Bible app. Uh, And in YouVersion, you can get a verse of the day. There's different Bible reading plans. And in the bottom right corner where it says more, because I always want more, right? We we always want more. So if you go to more and then find events, uh, if your location services are on, it'll find worship services that are going on near you. And on mine, Faith Covenant Church pops up at the top of the list. So you can click on the Faith Covenant Church worship service, and there you'll get all of the sermon notes for today and the scripture passages that we'll be reading. And even at the bottom, you can have a link to a Bible reading plan called Mastermind, so you can go deeper in God's word throughout the week. 
Uh, as we get to know this app a little better, we're going to be able to use that for interacting in small groups and other ways, and so we hope that uh, it's a, a fun and an interesting way that we can begin to leverage some of the, the ways that God has given us to engage with his word, to engage in community, and most of all, to engage with God in our lives. Before we jump into the sermon proper, I just want to invite you to pray with me one more time and ask God's blessing of this time of looking into his word. Would you pray with me? Holy God. We thank you that you are not a God who remains silent, but you are a God who speaks. You are a God who has spoken through the prophets and through your disciples and the apostles, and you have spoken to us through your word, and even today, through your spirit, you speak your living word to us. We ask that you would speak to each one of us this morning, that your word would become a word to us personally that transforms our thinking and changes our minds from the inside out so that we can be encouraged to walk this pathway of discipleship to Jesus, knowing that we have been set free and that we are who you say we are. May your truth encourage us and transform us again today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking about how in this series called Mastermind, our thoughts are a powerful force for shaping who we are becoming in life. Too often we can become prisoners to our own thought life, those voices inside us telling us that we need to be worrying and that we aren't ever going to be good enough, that we can't ever change our behavior, that we've done too many things for God to ever forgive. But in this series, we're, we're trying to shine a light through God's word on these strongholds, these lies of the enemy that hold us down and prevent us from experiencing the true freedom that we have in Christ through the healing power of Christ in our lives and some practical applications that we can put into practice, we can rewire our brains to become the person that God has designed us to be. As we look at scripture, we recognize that the challenge of discipleship isn't first and foremost about our external behavior, but it's more about the internal challenge of how do we understand God's truth that he's revealed through his son Jesus, given us in his word so that it actually changes the way we see ourselves and the world around us so that we can live more and more into God's truth and become like his son Jesus. In fact, the Apostle Paul went so far as to say that our mind is a battlefield. We looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, and we talked about how the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we talked about how a stronghold is a fortified prison and how the enemy uses lies like bricks and mortar to, to wall us into a, a prison in our minds when we think about life in a way that is not what God would want us to understand about his truth. But instead, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. See, there's, there's a war going on inside of you this morning. There's a war going on in me, and it's raging in our, in our minds. It, it's, a, it's a battle between God's truth and the lies that we are tempted to believe. And yet the Bible tells us that God's word is the antidote to the lies that we believe. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the 
thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Through divine power of God's truth and the presence of God's spirit, we have the ability to overcome the lies that we believe and the strongholds of the enemy so that we can begin to experience the freedom and the abundant life that Christ came to give us. Now we understand, right? The devil is a liar. The Bible says he's the father of lies. In fact, the, the, the only real power that the devil has is the power to deceive. And, and so our encouragement and, and our challenge is to not stay locked in the prison when Jesus has already opened the door. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, last week we talked about how it's interesting, isn't it, when science actually catches up with the Bible? <laughs> and we're learning how our brains are actually wired by the thoughts that we think. They develop neural pathways in our minds by the thought patterns that we think. And the more often we think unhealthy and negative thoughts, the more likely we are to repeat those thoughts. And, and the pathways that form in our brains make it more, more quick for us to jump to those same conclusions Whereas when we begin to think different thoughts and we, we begin to think about God's truth and, and we are actually rewiring our brains according to the truth that God has given us in his word. From the time we're born, we are creating neural pathways in response to the world around us. As a, as a mother holds her newborn baby and they look at each other's faces and they make cooing noises, it's creating neural pathways in that child's brain about what it means to be accepted and loved and cared for. And vice versa, if we don't get the love and the nurture and the care we need those neural pathways become unhealthy and negative and can lead to a lifelong pattern of difficulty and challenge. You see, it's good news when you think true thoughts, but it can be bad news when we think unhealthy thoughts and believe lies that the enemy wants us to believe. The more often we think about the lies, our brain begins to double down and we believe those lies even more fiercely. And the reality is that most of the battles in life are won or lost in our minds. See, there's a battlefield in the mind between God's truth and the enemy's lies. And if, if we're not paying attention to what we think in our minds, if we're not thinking about what we think about, we may have lost the battle before we've even begun. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I have to honestly confess that this is so true for me. I mean, even as a pastor, day in and day out, I, it, it's hard for me to even take the time to pay attention to think about what I'm thinking about. Right? In the busyness of life, I'm going through my tasks and I'm trying to get my chores done and I'm trying to accomplish the deadlines and, and I go through day after day and week after week and I realize, you know, I'm not even paying attention to what's really going on deep down in my soul. And I, I, I run the risk of falling into temptation to believe lies about myself that, that, that I'm, I'm not ever going to measure up, that I'm not going to be good enough, that no matter how much time or energy I give, it's never going to be perfect, and therefore, it's not going to be acceptable. What are the lies that you believe, and are you paying attention to think about what you're thinking about? Because inside each of us, the battle is always raging between the truth of God's word and the lies the enemy wants us to believe. And God wants us to rise up and face the challenge and meet the enemy on his territory and win the battle because we have divine power from God 
to overcome the strongholds of the enemy in our lives. Now, in this series, we want to begin to explore some some practical ways that we can engage the battle, that we can take some steps to, to retrain and renew our minds along the ways that God has invited us to do by learning to engage the truths of God's word. We're actually creating these new pathways of truth as as we allow God's truth to renew and rewire our brains so that it becomes easier and easier to believe God's truth and to live it out in our lives. This morning, I'd like to suggest that we can be encouraged by the words of the Apostle Paul at the end of the letter to the church in Philippi uh, and how he fought this battle of the mind. If we understand the context of the letter of Philippians, he was writing from a Roman prison. He had gone there to evangelize the Romans, and he was arrested and, and thrown in prison, and he had every right to be uh, dejected and discouraged and depressed. But instead, he writes this beautiful letter to encourage the Christians in Philippi, and he closes this letter by saying one last thing in chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, he says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think, think, think about such things. Use your minds to rewire your brain to God's truth in your life. If there's one more thing I can tell you, Paul said, if there's one encouragement I can give you before all is and said is done, fix your mind on God's truth. Fix your mind on the truths of God's word. In the New King James Version, it says, meditate on these things. Why is this so important? Because we talked about last week that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Your thoughts are shaping you. Your thoughts are shaping your marriage. Your thoughts are shaping your relationship with your children and your grandchildren. Your thoughts are shaping your experience of life in this world. You can't, if you cannot control what you think, you will never be able to control what you do. Why is it that we often make such unwise and irrational decisions in life? Anybody ever feel like we sometimes make unwise and irrational? Why did I do that? Why do I keep doing that over and over? It's not what I want to do, but I keep choosing to do that. As Paul struggled with that as well, right? Because we believe a lie and then we act on it as if it was true. See, we make unwise and irrational decisions because somewhere deep down inside of us, we've believed a lie, and then we begin to act on it as if it were true. See, what Paul is telling us is that we need to train our minds. We need to retrain our minds towards God's truth. If you think about it, it's not any different than our physical bodies as well, right? I mean, if you want to get healthier, if you want to get in shape, you've got to train your body, right? You've got to exercise. You've got to get active. You've got to be walking. But, but then we also know that it's not just what we do with our body as well. It's right. It's, it's what we put into our body. And so if you want to become healthy physically, you have to not only pay attention to what you do with your body, but what you put into your body. Is it any different than our mind? If we want to train our minds, we have to be actively using our minds to think about what we think about, and we have to be able to meditate and reflect on God's word because it's not just what we do with our minds, but it's what we put into our minds that impacts what comes out in our life. 
We train our minds towards God's truth when we prayerfully meditate and reflect on God's word. Really quickly, Psalm 119, 15, and 16. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Psalm 143, 5. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. Or who can forget Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. This person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. You see, when we take time to meditate on God's truth, we're training our minds to focus on the truth that overcomes the lies that we are tempted to believe. We are renewing our minds with the power of God's word that overcomes the strongholds of the enemy and that prevents us from living into the freedom of Christ. Now, a quick aside on this idea of meditation. You know, in our, in our postmodern world, there's a lot of talk about transcendental and Eastern meditation, and, and that's not the kind of meditation that the Bible talks about. In fact, they're, they're kind of polar opposite. You know, Eastern meditation is all about emptying yourself and, and, and becoming nothing, Where, whereas biblical meditation is about filling ourselves with the truth of God's word and filling ourselves with the presence of his Holy Spirit so that we are filled to overflowing. But if we don't take the time Time to think about what we're thinking about and invite the Holy Spirit into that process and reflect on the truth of God's word that he shared with us. We're missing the greatest weapon that we have in the battle against the enemy, which is the truth of God's word. On our leadership team, we meet once a month, and we've begun every month to begin our meetings with a time of reflecting and meditating on scripture together. Uh, There's an ancient practice called Lectio Divina, which is just a Latin way of saying divine reading or, or, or contemplative, using the Bible as a contemplative prompt for praying to God. Uh, we, we know that studying God's word is critical, right? We have to understand what the Bible is and what it says and, and understand the context and the language and the wording and all of that study is critically important to give us the right context. But we also have to take time to meditate on God's word as a word to us personally and invite the Holy Spirit to reveal the word of God as a word to us. If you would like to follow this as, a, as an opportunity for you to engage the truth of God's word, there are some simple steps. You, you simply sit down and decide what you're going to read, and the Psalms are a wonderful starting point, a, a, a prayer, a worship book that we can engage with God and his spirit through the Psalms. But, but take a few minutes and invite the Holy Spirit to open the word of God to you and then read. And as you read, ask God to reveal to you those portions that, that is a word for you that day. And then don't just rush off past it, but, but to take some time to think about what God is saying. How does that word connect to your life personally? What is God inviting you to do in response to this word that he's revealed to you? Maybe you are a, a journaler and you can write out your responses and it's a way to engage with God and the Holy Spirit as we, we journal what we're hearing and sensing from the Holy Spirit and in connection with God's word. 
Is it possible that God might put a person on your heart to be praying for or to reach out to that day? There there are so many ways that we can find that the Holy Spirit comes alive to us when we allow the Word of God to be a prompt to praying with God and allowing Him to reshape and remold our thought life around the truth of His Word. You see, in the process of actively reflecting on the truths of God's word in our lives, we're we're letting God's truth begin to reshape and rewire the physical aspects of our very mind. Engaging the lies that we believe and allowing the spirit of God to refocus us in the direction that God's word teaches us allows us to access the power of God to change our lives from the inside out. Now, another exercise that we can do to begin to train our minds, if you think about it like physical exercise, right? You can go get some dumbbells and do some curls, and you, and you, you get larger biceps, right? Uh, you just think you got your, your brain biceps, and you're going to work out your biceps, right? Your, your brain. We asked two questions last week. What are the strongholds that are holding you back? If you were to be honest with yourself and with God, what are the lies that you have believed? that you struggle to overcome and that continue to keep you locked in a prison of your own life because somehow you believe that, that you never can or will change? And what is the truth of God's word that demolishes that stronghold? You see, if we can identify what those lies are that we believe, we, we, and we, we write them down, and we identify them, and we name them, and we can, we can identify what it is, then we can say, well, what does God's word say, and how do we combat that lie with the truth of God's word? And we can write that down, and we can write it, and we can um, think it, and we can confess it with our mouth until we believe it. I don't know for you, maybe it's, uh, I am not what I have or what I buy. My identity is in Christ and Christ alone. By God's power, I can change. I'm not a prisoner of my addictions. Christ in me is stronger than my desires. I don't need the approval of others. My God is with me. My God is for me, and he has given me all that I need. Whatever it is for you, identify what is the stronghold that's keeping you back? What is the truth of God's word that combats that lie? Write it down. Think about it. Confess it out loud with your mouth until you believe it. Maybe you're a person who's worried all the time. And the truth is that because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything. I cast my cares on God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling in my mind. Maybe it's a feeling of being lost and you don't know where God is in your life and you don't understand God's will for your life. And the truth is that even in spite of your own confusion, you can believe that your life belongs to God. Daily I seek him and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me in his perfect will. Or maybe you lack confidence and you need encouragement for life. And you can understand that the truth for you is that my confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because his spirit lives in me, I can do everything that he calls me to do. You see, we need to be able to think about and meditate on the truths of God's word for us personally. Because that is where the power of God can overcome the lies we've believed, and we can begin to experience a new life in Christ. 
Now, as I've shared with you, you know, my, my truth going back to childhood, right, is, is that somehow I believe the lie that even though I never can be perfect, I should be, right? I should be perfect. And, and, and knowing that I never can be perfect, but I should be perfect leaves me in a difficult situation, right? Because I'm always going to fall short. I'm never going to be good enough. Nothing I ever do is ever going to measure up because none of us is perfect, but I should be. And so I find that that lie, when I begin to, to, to experience that it, deep down in my soul, sometimes I'm not even paying attention to it, but somehow I'm believing that that's true for me again. What does that lead to? It leads to procrastination, right? Well, I'll just, I'll just put it off because I, I'm going to fail anyway, so why try? Or it leads to binging on Netflix, right? <laughs> uh, just ignore the world out there and get lost in, a, in an imaginary world. It, it leads to all kinds of behaviors that try and deny this, this lie that I'm believing that somehow I'm supposed to measure up to an ideal that is never possible. How about you today? Is there a stronghold in your life that you need help with? That only God's truth can overcome? Is there anyone here today that says, I need some help renewing my mind? I need divine power to overcome the strongholds in my mind and in my life. If that's you, and I'm not going to make you raise your hand. If that's you this morning, and I would be surprised if we couldn't all put our hands up at this point. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to be open to the leading of God's Spirit. I want to pray for you and for me that, that we will be motivated to engage God's word in a way that allows us to just not read it for information, but to engage it and, and apply it in our lives in some very simple, practical ways that begin to actually rewire the very way we think and perceive ourselves in the world. And then after I pray, we're going to do something else that I hope will be a blessing to you today, but we'll get to that in just a minute. I want to invite the worship team to come while I'm praying And then we're going to declare God's truth over us this morning. Would you pray with me for now? Holy God.